The following podcast may contain spoilers strongly Gravant's nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. Thrill me. Four guys and a movie. Four guys and a movie. Don't I Brian Robert, you're reviewing movies for the show. Four guys and a movie. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 4AM podcast, the podcast where dorks watch movies and, like, for 30% of the time, talk about them. I'm your host today, Rob, joined by my friends. Bullwinkle Moose. Alfalfa Will. Bozo the Clown. And Spanky. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm just Crotey Robot. (laughs) Guys, this week we watched... Oh my god. I almost said, stop or my mom will creep. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's put this into production right now. (laughs) You almost got a soda spit all over my keyboard. I don't even know where that came from. Oh boy, Night of the Creeps from 1980-something. 86, I think. 86. 86 oh correct. man, that's the year. This was that my is... fault. This is my fault. Oh, this was this is a Brian choice. Brian Cox joint. Well, well, let's <laughs> let's see how it uh let's see how it all turned out. Ah, so Brian, since this is your fault, what's uh what's your history with this movie? So when I was a kid, all these like stupid ass zombie movies would come on on like TV, like USA or one of them, one of them channels, whatever, and I would sit my ass down in front of the TV and I would watch it. Nice. And for some reason, this one. Maybe it was like the, the, the little puppets or, or the flamethrower. Maybe it stuck out in my, in, my, in my mind. So the other week, I was like, man, I haven't watched it forever. We should watch it on the podcast. And that's how it came to be today. All right. Uh, Joe, how about you? Uh, I, I knew there was a movie with slugs. I didn't know it was called Night of the Creeps, and I never saw it. I think I've seen like maybe a clip of this film. Um, and so, yeah, this was my first time watching it. All right, Tony. Uh, yeah. I I think I realized today I'm not sure if I've ever actually seen this in its entirety, but uh, I was with Brian. Like, this is one I caught a lot on, like, either USA Up All Night or the Sci-Fi Channel or some damn thing. And I, I you know, I always found it entertaining. I'd always stop and uh, watch it. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Will, how about you? Any history with this movie? None whatsoever. Yeah, of course okay. not. <laughs> all right. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, this, this was a movie that was forgotten before you were born, so... I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. That's fine. I saw the title, and I was like, oh, is this oh. an Atruya family movie? Burn! Wow. <laughs> Come wow. on. Come wow. on. He got his, uh, got his half-inch tactical folder and tried to make some deep cuts. All right, um... What do we got for, like, real history? Uh, no, there's not a whole lot to be found on this I movie. am shocked. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> But it, um, there I, I think a, a lot of the information he looked at just said redacted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, actually, most of it just said no one cared enough to look. Yeah. Uh, no, but this was directed by Fred Decker, uh, who, of course, we know from doing Monster Squad, which we previously covered, and RoboCop 3, which oh wow might show up eventually oh, if, if we roll one. Uh, Is that the one where he's fighting ninja robots? Yep. yep. Oh, With the jetpack? Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. Oh. Well, His partner, her one condition for being in the film is that she immediately be killed. Yep. <laughs> and of course, a kid takes her place. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, a kid hacker, no less. Let's <laughs> oh, of course. Come on. 
Uh, but yeah, so this movie was intended to be, you know, a send up to B movies. Uh, he was obviously a big fan of them as we get all over the place with the repeated sightings of talks about or showing Plan 9 from outer space. Yeah. Uh, that's... Yeah. The, uh, just the fact that the characters are named after big, you know, people yeah, in the industry, true. Romero, Carpenter, so on. Corman University. Yeah, Corman University. <laughs> there, there's uh, more than one reference to the Monster Squad. There is. Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, yeah that's right, Cronenberg. There's Landis, Raimi, the whole thing. Uh, and thankfully, I was happy because I totally forgot about this. Dick Miller showing up as, <laughs> as Walter Paisley, no less. So that's nice. <laughs> uh, Dick Miller, if you're not aware. Uh, Mr. Futterman. Yeah, he's Mr. Fudd oh, the yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, he famously, like early in his career, he played Walter Paisley in Bucket of Blood, I think it was called, uh, which he then, like numerous B-movies since then, has had him show up as that same character, including Chopping Mall. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he's, the, uh, when he's the janitor in that, they say, you know, the guys go, oh, come on, Walter, or whatever. So, I've, you know, again, obviously, Walter Paisley. Kind of carrying the tra- tradition there. Guys had a lot of jobs. Was his yeah. first name Walter when he played Mr. Futterman? No, unfortunately. Murray um, Futterman. Oh, Murray. Yes. Oh, I don't know why I remember that character. Because <laughs> he's very memorable. All right, yeah. but the most interesting thing about this is uh, back when he was first working on this script, his at the time roommate Shane Black. Uh, 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 was working on some scripts with him. Uh, they came up with one that was totally different than this, but was also about a zombie kind of apocalypse deal where it was like a bunch of soldiers that get sent in and, you know, to like behind enemy lines or whatever, and then they die, and then there's the zombie apocalypse, and then they re rise and try and take over the city guess. again. They cook up some crazy story and throw them all in the meat grinder. Uh, sure. I don't know. But um, they wanted. Or, or there was talks to, I don't know what how far they got with this, but the idea was it would be directed by John Carpenter. It would star Kurt Russell. And I want this movie to be made. Apparently the script is online somewhere, so you can find it. But also, just in case you totally missed that little connection there, if they had gotten together, they would in fact be Black and Decker. Mm, uh, uh, boy. Uh, so, <laughs> you want to guess... Oh, wow. Uh, $5. Also, uh, also, I will throw out just, you know, for this next part, uh, this movie was not super well received at first. It did get a cult following eventually, but mm-hmm. it took a while. So, do you sure. want to guess how much it cost to make this I movie? I said $5, and I'm sticking with $5. $2 million. I'm going to say, because they're those sweet alien puppets in the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to say. Naked babies? <laughs> I'm gonna say um, a million dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna three million it. Um, only because they won a supermarket sweepstakes in a prop shop to get some of those um, zombie costumes. All right, and the alien costumes. Uh, good call because the actual total was four million dollars. Mm. Wow. Anyone well. want to guess how much money this movie made? <sighs> it did not. <laughs> I'm gonna say six million dollars. Some lint, pocket lint. Um, I'm gonna stick with three million, and um, at least one person spit a roll of quarters into another person's mouth. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say four million dollars. 
Uh, I'm, well, one dollar or pocket length. I was going to have to give it to Will. Uh, it made five hundred thousand. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god! Dear God! I'm sorry. Bad. Almost six hundred thousand. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's, that's like that's respectable. Some, they had some shitty distribution. Oh yeah, this is not. This did not do well. But that those are some hotly contested numbers. Like we all knew they were they were going to be low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, there was actually some strategy in that guess the uh, the budget game. Oh yeah, this was a game of how low can you go? Yep. <laughs> and Will won it with one dollar. <laughs> and some pocket lint. And some pocket lint. So, want to talk about that cast list? <laughs> Sorry, I was petting my dog. Um, no, that's... Um, I, oh, yeah, I expected sure. Rob to chime in here. I don't. Yeah. I think he fell asleep. Sorry, what yeah. was that? <clears throat> well, one could expect a host, you know, to transition us between segments. That's fine. You know what, though? I was putting in my drink order. <laughs> uh, that is more important. Um, so, we have Jason Lively as Chris, Steve Marshall as JC, Jill Whitlow as Cynthia... Tom Atkins as Ray Cameron, Wally Taylor as Detective Landis, Bruce Solomon as Sergeant Ramey, and Alan Kayser as Brad, the Bradster. The Bradster. Oh, the Bradster. Mako Dralfoy. <laughs> so this movie starts out ridiculous. Um, it ends that way, too. Yeah, well, so <laughs> you get so, a yes. really lame creeping letters in a title card where you're like i mean you know what the movie's called so you're like what else could this possibly spell but like they <laughs> it does don't take a long ass time yeah it, they, they don't do it in any kind of compelling way where you're like oh there go the letters flying in cool it's like no nope. but, but that's not what i'm talking about yeah it, so then what i'm talking I'm, about is unacceptable yeah <laughs> i'm like we're sort of in a sewer we're sort of not you you get anticipation for just long enough trying to figure out where you are to be totally flabbergasted by what whips around a corner i literally took a bite of my burger and looked up and i was like oh there's gooblins on the screen (laughs) yeah Yeah. i had literally said to my wife oh i hope this one is better than the other zombie movie i watched and we both looked up at the screen and saw giant naked baby puppets and i was like well okay <laughs> and you, and you, right there. you know there's no coming back from that no. you just you just had champagne flutes out of nowhere in your hands and you were like yes <laughs> should i tell you about my nightmare last night <laughs> oh no i mean yes uh, you. i got well no it uh not an actual nightmare yet but um i got in late from work and i still had to watch this movie and i had to get up early uh this morning to go to work or so I thought, uh, whatever. Uh, so I, I was trying to cram this movie in. So I tried to play it. I got about, uh, I think it was about two minutes or so, right at the moment an ugly naked baby with a giant canister started running down a hallway uh, all right. when it would freeze. And it did that seven times. <laughs> I could not get it to go past that point. So numerous times I had my screen stuck with this horrible naked hug baby alien thing <laughs> like the movie would freeze itself or just your your computer would freeze i i it wasn't my computer i'm not sure if it was the player or the the streaming or what the issue was but yeah it just it froze up on me seven different times so i'm like trying to pay attention to it also like wishing i could get some sleep but i had to keep fucking with my computer because it would just go yeah, here's an ugly baby for you hold on that for a couple minutes yeah, so I saw these, and I'm like, are these the creeps? Um, 
like if until the one came around the corner with the ray gun with the combination of the setting and the ugly baby goblin goblin puppet <laughs> i'm like i can't tell one. if these are monsters or aliens or what's even happening a little bit um, of both yeah they're just gross really bad costumes yeah. and it doesn't help that the one the first one you see like you don't realize at the time but it's already infected with a face slug so like it looks even worse than these things are supposed to look. And it goes, it runs down a hallway and locks one of those sci-fi disc doors. And the aliens talk, that are not infected talk to each other in the least helpful subtitles ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just in alien characters. So it makes like a mouth fart of a noise. And then you see that it said something at the screen. It's speaking a language. That's all the subtitles tell you. Um, That's all you need to know. It's really all you need to know, yeah. And uh, this um, face sluggy alien shoves the uh, um, the canister it's carrying into an ejector chute and launches it out into space. And then say goodbye to those aliens, because you're going to forget they're there, because you're not seeing them again. What's so, funny is, like, um, I remember not seeing the start of this movie for a long time as a kid, and so the end always was weird to me. Yep. Like... But then, when, like when I did finally see the beginning, I'm like, "Oh, that 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 was them." Okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "Not worth it." <laughs> yeah, like, it was... <laughs> They're there for like 30 seconds. It's probably a good 30 percent of the effects budget just mm. on these stupid Goblin costumes and and the ray gun blast and the ray gun blast. And you're just like, "What? Why did it? Why? Why?" Well, prepare yourself, because it's the effects like these that carry the whole movie. Oh, dear. All right, so um, we cut to 1959. You can tell because it's black and white. We're at Sorority Row, um, and uh, we hear a radio message that someone's broken out of the Institute for the Criminally Insane. Um, But that person turns that off because he's like, I got to go get laid. I gotta go pick up Pam, throw rocks at her window. This dude looks um, like Brian Regan, by the way. Did anybody else think that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And so this chick's watching Plan 9 from Outer Space, decides, as she should, to like go out with generic-looking 50s man rather than watch the movie. I was glad and, I didn't stay like this, because I could not tell anyone apart. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Same. it didn't really get better for me yeah. <laughs> once. It well, I mean, you got crippled, kid. Oh, yeah. look, good, good news because it almost was all in black and white. And yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, the couple goes to Lover's Lane, um, and then this awkward-looking cop shows up and is like, "Pam, oh, you <laughs> need to go home." So the weird part, though, is like that cop and Pam were dating yep. before, and yep. she had just dumped him. Yep. And, was, and this is like her rebound with this new guy, and he's like catches them. It's like, oh, I'm so, so sad now. Here's yeah. the thing, from my understanding, point. the fifties mm-hmm. was a weird time when you didn't, where if you weren't going steady, you would just go out with a bunch of guys and get banged at the makeup point. Well, yes, and get banged at makeup. That, 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 that happens now. Yeah, that's still. <laughs> yeah. How I mean, it's called dating, Rob. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? No, it I mean, doesn't like, you... mean if you're not, you know, if you're some poor loser who really likes a girl, you won't be upset if you see her with somebody else. Yeah, I just mean, I just, well, all right, but, uh, shut up. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so dating to me. It's called dating. <laughs> I've had a date before. Mm-hmm. Once. Uh, my wife is shaking her head no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this meteor crashes down the sky and 
Johnny here is like, let's go after it, and drives the car after it. Pam's like, Johnny, this place gives me the creeps. And like, fuck Ooh. you with your titular line. Um, <laughs> not even the titular. <laughs> That's coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Johnny's like, white dude, horror movie, I'm going off in the woods to die. Um, and Pam's <laughs> like, all right, I'll stay here and get killed. Um, no, she's like, listen, if you come back, you can fondle my breasts. Yes. She does say that. <laughs> yep. She does say yep. that. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, so man, that it. sounds enticing. She really wants to leave. I mean, Johnny, he's like, he's like, I was going to do that shit anyway, regardless of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> like, so no, he if you come back, you may use your penis against me. Yeah, but true. So over the over the <laughs> pants only. <laughs> oh, sweetie, for several more years, we'll be using our penis against you. <laughs> A wild vagina appears. Yeah. Johnny uses penis. It's not very effective. All right. So we see that there's an inmate uh, with an axe that broke out, that killed four people and broke out of the asylum. And surprise, surprise, he's coming up on Pam. And then uh, Johnny's like, nope, I got to go find this weird, creepy canister. And there might be Ninja Turtles in those woods. Fucking. It just launches some gack in his mouth. (laughs) And you're like, all right. I'll let you do that once, movie. You get one of <laughs> nope. those. Movie's nope. like, you give me an inch, I'm uh, taking a mile. <laughs> the movie's like, I'm sorry, buddy, this is what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was willing to accept that effect once. Avert your eyes, viewer. Yeah. So What what, what effect, Joe? You mean like like uh, uh, throwing it in, in reverse and pulling a slug out, out your mouth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, that's it, yeah. Not even pulling it out. They spit it out. They clearly yeah. spit the damn thing out and they just played in reverse yeah i mean a lot of times they're probably just looking down at the camera so gravity takes it out of their mouth oh yeah but like yeah it's it's clear that that did not just do that like you (laughs) just like there's no way that that just happened but sure enough this happens like probably 20 times in the movie um so meanwhile uh, this guy sneaks up on Pam and asks her a question. Chops and, the shit out of her. Yep, and it cuts to Pledge Week 1986. Everything's covered in toilet paper. That's awful. Cut to a bunch of college kids who were probably too old to be in college, not acting like college kids. Um, then Jimmy and Timmy like show up. Do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, so yeah we meet chris and jc and they're having a conversation for like five minutes before you see who they even are and there's lots of like pairings of guys around so i'm like who's even talking like it was the weirdest shit yeah when they when they show up on the screen i'm like god damn it it's these two can we pick anybody else in this crowd rusty too <laughs> well i don't like that his eyes look like they're trying to escape his face but they can't choose which direction they're gonna run no, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's rusty when with uh from, from natural lampoons oh is it, it it's I it's the, the second that. one yeah that's <laughs> yes uh, i couldn't i couldn't See, that's the only thing i rem- like could place him from because i was like I that face is so familiar as as young walter peck even though it's clearly a different actor but i'm like <laughs> This is that guy who plays Walter Packer, the dude who got his house filled with popcorn. Like, just him uh, when he was a college kid. Also, are uh, they supposed to be like, Jesus? What? <laughs> well, his name is Chris. The other guy's name is JC. 
Uh-huh. No, it's John they're, Carpenter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because they're always like, well, am I breaking a commandment? Also, yeah. did anybody catch that Striper shout-out in the bathroom? Yes. Yep. And Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Monster Squad stuck out more. Uh, apparently, uh, I forget, somebody involved in this movie was dating one of the members of Striper at the time. So. <laughs> okay, alright. Um, um, so yeah, and Chris is named after horror icon Christopher Columbus. Chris Angel. Obviously. Yes. Yes. Uh, are you waiting for the rim shot, Joe? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, uh, so I the... referred to Chris before I got his name. I just referred to him as Default Man because I'm like, this is just the guy, the guy that's always the hero in this movie. Hero is a loose term. Yeah. yeah. The guy who's yeah. always the protagonist in this movie. <laughs> yeah. the, the guy. The guy who, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Brad, I, I cut you off. No, like, this whole, like, like next segment is, is, is like, oh, I, I see a girl I like, but I don't want to go talk to her. And his best friend's like, I'll go talk to her for you, just, like, do, do some after I'm done. And he's like, oh, well, uh, I'm just going to be, yeah. just going to shy away and not do anything anyway. And so we wasting your whole time. And, uh, scene. Chris is the most flaccid dick of a protagonist you could ever imagine. I thought they were going to do kind of something unexpected, which, you know, why get my hopes up for a movie like that, but uh, (laughs) that they would like turn and make JC the protagonist. Like, I didn't really like his character, but I thought that would have been a cool change to make a a person with disabilities be the main character. But at this time, having someone with disabilities be in here and not just be a joke is a big thing. Mm-hmm. This was in 1986, so... Yeah. yeah, I gotta say, JC, like, as annoying as a lot of his attempts at humor are, is a pretty decent dude, and I like, like, yeah. Yeah. a lot of the things he has to say, I like. He like, he's kind like, of a cool character. Yeah. yeah. Except nah, for when guy. he takes it too far. Mm-hmm. We, he needs to mature a little, and he'd be okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, Chris is like, I got it. All right. Rather than talk to this girl that you made um, ground with, you even distracted her unibrow clad boyfriend. Um, <laughs> let's go join a frat because that way we can talk to her then. And so yep. he, he meets Brad, the Bradster and the other frat guys. And I got to say, the guy who was rocking uh, almost ultimate and that the, just the slightest shadow of a mustache was looking fucking harsh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch I him. He, he, he had on the, the, the blue tuxedo at the end of the movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, all right. All those yeah. guys are, are members of the alt-right now. I, yeah, you saw that and you're like, oh, this dude is killing someone later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know who he is or who he will become, but he's working for some wrestling federation right yeah. now. <laughs> he is not wearing a mask inside your place of business. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has shared the pandemic video on yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> so, um, so let's see. So now, um, where are we going? So they're going to go pledge, and the frat wants them to perform some kind of initiation. They didn't specify what. So um, then, as they walk away. Brad reveals that he has no intention of letting them in the frat. It would just be cool if they did their initiation. And it turns out Cynthia Cronenberg, the main girl, is this frat guy's uh, boyfriend. Brad. <gasps> oh my gosh. I oh. never would have seen that coming. Nope. Oh. 
Surprise, surprise. All right, so it cuts to the science lab, and this guy who, he's been in a ton of movies, I forget his name, though. Um, Walter Dorkman. Walter Dorkman. Um, he can't remember his code to get into the fucking lab. So he's Never like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch in all but the last number of the code and then leave. And I'm not even going to take a guess. Um, and so he leaves to go, like, get a payphone to calling his roommate to get this last number. And I guess they just like grad students in grad students into the secret evil laboratory. But yeah. I mean, uh, don't forget Joe grad students do all the work on that stuff. That is true. Yeah. And, then, and then the professor takes all the credit. Yeah. That evil professor who we don't even see, he, he couldn't be bothered to, you know, have do the work for his evil plan himself. Um, so again, this is one of those movies where if there was a cell phone, nothing would have happened because he would have just <laughs> called his roommate from the from here. Yep. But yeah, Chris and JC sneak up to uh they're sneaking around the medical lab. They find this room. Uh JC just touches zero and it opens the door. And so they it's find like a called mi- to it. Yeah. Yeah. So they find Johnny in cryogenic stasis and they see so like where I no longer uh, any 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 good graces JC f- had gotten with me, even mm-hmm. though he's still kind of an annoying like dick, whatever. Yeah, like it was all gone now. Like this yeah. dude, yeah. he just ruins it. He's literally a button pusher. <laughs> he is, <clears throat> but I think that's because he's such a free spirit, guys. Mm-hmm. He's like cryogenic stasis. Someone labeled the uh, the console that I'm just gonna push buttons and hit switches. He's like, listen, I can't walk. I'm gonna yeah. do whatever the hell I want. I don't care. Whatever, well, I'll talk to fair, girls. So he came there for a cadaver. He saw a cadaver. He's like, I'm going to get it. it but that was more fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like they recognize what what stasis is because they, yeah. they even talk about it, right? So mm-hmm. there's a, a a live person frozen in there. He's like, let me just turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Turn it so no, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's not forget. We're skipping over the fact that clearly Tony Todd was hiding in the shadows. And he was orchestrating this kid's death from the get-go. Okay, that's what's happening here. This is some uh, Final Destination shit. Yeah, the scientist so just close. happens to leave. He just happens to hit the right button. Come on. So now um, Chris like goes to start carrying this guy who's like way too heavy, and then the uh, the guy grabs Chris's wrist. So Chris and JC run, and uh, the lab tech shows up and. Chris and JC, I put my notes run for it with run in quotations because, like, I think Chris, I mean, I'm sorry, JC with his crutches is actually escaping faster than Chris. Who, um, we'll, we'll revisit that later when yeah. uh, Chris breaks the lock off of the shed. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> there's very few people in this world that I could say with confidence that I could outrun. And I think I could outrun Chris. He was not moving quick to escape here. And also, just uh, since we skipped past it real quick, uh, David Paymer is the actor here as mm-hmm. the uh, uh, cryogenesis. He's been in a ton of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, he's his, like in everything. Shit. So um, they get back to the dorm, and Chris is a pissy pants. JC's like, you know what? Fuck you, all right? I did everything for you tonight. I tried to get you that girl. Uh, he's like, you're like, no, let's go join a frat instead. I was like, you know what? Sure, why not? Let's go join the frat. They're like, go steal a dead body. He's like, sure, why not? We'll go get a dead body that I found and I got out of the stasis. And and then Chris is just like, you know what? Fuck you. And then they debate fucking. And then they decide to have a pillow fight before the screen fades away. So you don't see how, how it ends. 
Their dorm um, room looked pretty cool. Uh, except Wait. I didn't see a bed in that dorm room. It just looked like two couches. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they're just staying on the couches. Yeah. Probably. I'm not. Well, yeah. one of the couches anyway. Yeah. Um, so now we cut to a man in a white suit sitting on a beach drinking uh, from a coconut. Bikini chicks walking by. Um, you know, Pam comes out of the water. She's looking cute. Then, nope, we cut to that same uh, guy. Now he's a cop. Now he's watching an ugly skeleton guy hack up Pam with an axe. And he wakes up. Now the fun begins because Tom Atkins is here. Oh, I gotta God. say, like Tom Atkins, like I appreciated the way they let you know that this is the guy from from earlier because they look nothing alike. No, <laughs> like, not, yeah, not at all. Oh yeah, not at all. <laughs> so, um, it's a lot of years of putting your head in that stove. Yeah. <laughs> so, here comes Detective Cameron, and um, we cut to the scene of um, of a murder because the. Um, that uh, dorky guy was indeed killed. And um, we see the the CSI guy um, deploys his sandwich from his, his tool case, which was, seemed to be the only thing in the tool case. Yeah, it's important. Oh, uh, yeah. This guy spends the rest of the movie, like, dealing with, slightly dealing with crimes while eating. That's his role. Yeah. So and how would that be different from is, us? Yeah, that's yeah, how we do with these crimes. movies. Because <laughs> I'll give him, I'll give him a fat chat salute if he's eating a different sandwich every time. But it's a fat chat foul if he's still working on that same sandwich throughout the whole movie. That's true. The only time you see him produce food, the rest of the time he's either chewing or like picking stuff out of his teeth or whatever. But here's the thing: I I would uh-huh. give him a pass if he was at all competent at his job, but yeah. he is not. No, I feel like he's like a four pack a day sandwich guy. Like, he might... like he, well, he's definitely a fourth mealer. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, like throughout throughout his shift, like not even counting his lunch break, he's getting he's getting four sandwiches down. Yeah. Well, it's a two sandwich lunch, and it's a sandwich on each of his fifteens. Right. Um, I just ate four burgers plus, plus snacks on his smoke breaks in addition to his you know fifteens. Wait, you can do that? What, Brian? What? You can have four burgers? Yeah, I, I ate four, four burgers. He's How an adult-ass man. He can eat you have? He could probably eat uh, no, no buns. I, I use a, oh, okay. Uh, um, so if you didn't have burgers. Cauliflower, uh, uh, yeah. uh, All right. Uh, All right. Thins. All right, I'm oh. cutting your mic off. Yeah. Yo, it was bacon cheddar burgers. <laughs> no, it was bacon cheddar okay. meat on a cauliflower. Yeah. Okay, There's it's bacon ba- cheddar bacon burgers. Bacon cheddar patties. Bacon cheddar patties combined with cauliflower thins equal nothing, so it's neutral, so there's no issue. Yeah, yeah so I can eat four yeah. of them. It's a positive and a negative. <laughs> I just feel like stirring shit, Will. Why, why you gotta be yeah. a, I'm a trouble peace, stopper? I, I I'm saw, a peacemaker. I saw my, my doctor today, and he was impressed, so whatever. Fuck you guys. Listen, we're all impressed. Oh, all right. you, you're looking <laughs> yeah. beautiful. You're looking beautiful. I'm just saying. Making us all look bad. Yeah. yeah. You are yeah. putting the rest of us to shame here. I'm halfway all through right. this can of fake-ass Pringles. Hey, don't worry. I, I can pretty much, I can pretty much guarantee that I found every pound that Brian has lost. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Detective Cameron over here sucks at sarcasm. He walks oh, in, worked. and but God, does he try? He's like, he just comes in. He's like, I'm not funny at all, but I'm gonna try to be sarcastic. With er- literally, someone says something, and he's got a sarcastic line that barely applies or doesn't apply at all. Um, so he then throws his cigarette onto the crime scene, like you do, yep. 1986, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and he's like, supposed wow. to be two bodies. And all the cops are like, look, man, we're all just 
awful. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. What do you got? Some fingerprints? Let me just yeah. put my balls right on these, rub them around a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The throwing his cigarette on the ground yeah. is the least of the problems that these cops are doing right now. Yeah. yeah right. What, evidence, <laughs> what evidence didn't you guys contaminate? All right, go contaminate that. Yeah. Um, he's like, corpses do not go for a walk by themselves. Cut to a pair of frozen feet walking around near the um, the freaking sorority house where the Bradster as you could tell by his license plate, drops Cindy off. And he's like, sorry, I'm real busy with um, hazing stuff tonight. So you got to go turn in early. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Brad's yeah. like a neo-Nazi, right? Yeah. Probably. I mean, Maybe yeah, not as if, neo as you'd think, but he uh, had on that shirt later that it's got like the German, the German like uh, football crest on it. Um, I think he would be a neo-Nazi today. I think he yeah. just, at the time, he just didn't know that that was a thing you could do. But if it okay. was, if someone told him that he could do that, he would. He was either just super way, arrogant. Yeah. Yeah, either way, he's a supreme scumbag, so. He, he did major in Nazi apologetics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, she's she goes in her sorority house. You see real quick that there's some random girls like, hey, can I store this jar of brains in the basement? <laughs> like, it was, a, it was a whole box. How would that happen? That would just these brains. Just these, yeah, whole box of brains. Yeah, I mean, she I just know. had things to do. All right, yeah. it's it's ninety pounds of lady holding what's probably you know sixty liters of liquid, holding yeah. human brains, and she's just like teetering around, like, can I put these down before my arms fall off? And you're like, well, that's there just to foreshadow. Then she goes upstairs, and you could just you could hear the director just being like, "Look, it's 1986. Your tits are coming out. Let's just get it over with early. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. And then we could move on." Yeah. And she's like, like, watching this, um, I'm like, because after uh, uh, the last one one we saw, I was like, um, "It's been 15 minutes, no tits yet." And then, like, sure enough, yeah. boom. <laughs> well, yeah. it's funny because. I was also thinking they had the first shot when she originally gets home and you, she takes off her shirt and you see in her bra and panties. And I was like, OK, so we're not going to get any nudity. All right, that's fine. And, but sure enough, they're like, nope, we're going back to this. And it was like <laughs> it was unnecessary. Like, so fast. Yeah. So fast. It's so pointless. The, the scene is, is her putting on her, her nightgown, right? Yep. Her back's to us and you know, whatever. And like, that's that's enough. But yeah. like, she had to turn around. Again, don't forget, as I mentioned before, he tried to put in every B movie cliche he could. Yeah. That includes pointless tits. Yeah. So he <laughs> he was pointless. like, look, it's happening. Just do it real quick and we're good. We're done. Well, um, well we're done with you. We'll have the shower yeah. scene later. Yeah. <laughs> the shower scene, what was even the point of this? It wasn't one. That's a no. yeah. Oh. yeah. Cause right. horror movie, Rob. So no. someone's throwing stones at her window. And then meanwhile, you cut to uh this other girl who um is studying um in, you know, the sun porch or whatever, and uh someone's knocking at the door and you're like, but wait. There's a frozen corpse outside. So is that what's at the door? No, it's Gordon the cat. Which 
I was happy for that jump scare because, you know, that cat was cute. First time was cute. Yeah. But you're like, uh-oh, this is foreshadowing for something awful happening to was the cat. Was that a jump scare? Yes. Uh, that's what they that's what they wrote it in the script as. Okay, but did they also write in parentheses, uh, put in slow motion, though? Uh, <laughs> I think that was probably the only way they could get it to work. Anyway. Have the camera slowed down by like 20% just so it looks weird and like choppy. So uh, now, like, we cut back to Cindy. She looks out one window. There's nothing there. She looks out the other window. There's nothing there. Then all of a sudden, Johnny's frozen ass face with a, you know, a forehead vagina pops up. He's like, (laughs) and a bunch of slugs just come out of his orifices. What's what's funny is, like, you don't even get to see the slugs come out. Like, it cuts away before they actually, like, use (laughs) the whole, the whole, you know, There's a reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, now, again, Detective Cameron shows up, stops to smell the roses. Um, Fucking, the, uh, you know, coroner's still, like, chewing on his sandwich. And um, there's a body there that, like, has a huge ass, like, slit in its head. And um, the coroner's like, like, there's all the sorority girls around and stuff. And he's like, hey, detective, look at this. And, like, opens up the body bag. (laughs) (laughs) And Cameron sees that and he's like, he's traumatized. He's like, that looks like an axe did that. And his partner is like, yo, you killed that dude. Don't worry about it. Uh, (laughs) uh, So... Now, Brad, it's the next day. Brad confronts Chris and JC over leaving a dead body on the sorority house. And they're like, yeah, we didn't do that. And um, Brad's like, well, I still am a dick and I'm going to trip the handicapped kid. Yeah. Uh, but at least at least uh, um, um, Cynthia was was there to, yep. to see it. <laughs> to give him the to deploy the old wind up middle finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Classic. The wretched harmony has joined your party. <laughs> I I appreciated the wind up middle figure. That that was that was the only part of the scene I think that that did anything for me. But yeah, now um to recall it. So uh Cindy is part of the party now as Rob said. She's just like those two kids, those are where I'm going to spend the rest of the movie. And um But like why? They all suck. <laughs> well, That's yeah. It. They all suck. Yeah, her yeah. options are not very good. So she yeah. sucks, they suck, the other guys suck. Listeners, 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 just just keep in mind, sometimes, most of the time, it's okay to just be alone. It's fine. (laughs) Be with nobody. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, that's how you grow. (laughs) I'd I'd ask the slugs if they, you know, what they're up to. (laughs) You want me me to throw you in someone's mouth? Yeah, I could do that. Can you, like, (laughs) call that big, weird, naked baby thing? Yeah. (laughs) He seems like a nice guy. Looks like he could hug you. All right, so... Um, to recall it. So now, uh, the cop, like Detective Cameron, immediately grabs JC and Chris, hauls them downtown. And I like this police work because they're like, this witness right here in the room with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saw you run out of the morgue. Here's a respected man in the janitor community. See, like Detective Cameron, it is nowhere near the point where you have to disclose who your witnesses are. Like, and this witness is just like. He, so Detective Cameron says they ran out of there um, screaming like banshees. And so every like minute or so, this witness is just like, because he's a Japanese janitor. So he's like screaming like oh, banshees. And yeah, then he's laughing, laughing at himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, that's not necessary. 
I also, if I were them, I would have been like, yeah, I'm totally, that, exactly. Yeah. How did I have a body with me if I'm running out yeah, exactly. like a banshee? Well, that's pretty much the, the track they took, the too. Body? Chris is yeah. like, yeah, we were there, we chickened out, because, you know, just look at me, I guess. And yeah. then, yeah, we were screaming and running and pooping. Um, so, the, uh, meanwhile, in the morgue, the grad student who's in mid-autopsy, he's got like a fucking surgical clamp hanging out his neck skin flaps. It's actually pretty legit makeup effect. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Somehow fucking stealth this where like no cop in this movie will actually look at anything. So he just well, again, gets the up. dude's eating a sandwich. Yeah. I've um, now taken to the thought that this this sandwich cop um is actually he's just bringing fixins with him to the crime scenes and making the sandwich there. Yeah, and not not doing his job. No, he's got I, like hmm. I would argue that in some of those scenarios he is raiding the victim's fridge. Yeah. I uh, well that too probably, <laughs> but I feel like he's probably got like a pull-out insert in the back of his police vehicle. Like oh, this yeah. Full of cold cuts, just Great coupon. Yeah, well, like, basically, like he, uh, he at least searches the body for snacks. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, but a, also, he's a scavenger for sure. He is a scavenger. Like Joe said before, like his toolbox has sandwiches in it. His police belt has a sandwich on it. Like he yeah. is prepared for sandwiches and eating at all times. Right, which is commendable. But so, so these cops in the police station are like the guards in Skyrim. That would have like an arrow sticking out of their chest that you just shot them with and would be like, ah, must have been no one. Must have been the wind. <laughs> yeah. And then go back to their patrol. Yeah. As he just walks past them all, fucking stealth hundred and walks out and he goes back to the um, the med center where the janitor's working and just jumps, scares the janitor. Janitor comes around the corner, screams. And now the janitor has the, the crazy gray face like. When when the face slug gets you in this movie, you you just get your face spray painted gray. Yeah, why? Yeah. I, I also contacts too. I yeah. don't understand like this whole kind of thing because, like you said, it stealths its way out of the police station and then gets this janitor. Why? Just get the police. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people there, and if you have them, you have a better control over this whole town. Well, they weren't got... very smart. Yeah. Yeah. So. True. And and it, it seemed like like the bodies did what they would normally do yeah. when they were alive. Yeah, yeah, I did get some of that, so I'll give you that. Yeah, he I rolled a natural this... twenty on his stealth, but he uh, he only got a six on his uh, the next roll. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, even not thinking tactically, I thought it would have like gotten a bunch of the cops just because they are close. Yeah. No, they uh, they're like it's the popo, and those slugs run away. I should also point out, in through a lot of these scenes, there's footage of slugs running. A- to and fro they're clearly just like rubber slugs on wheels that someone has pulled back and like let zoom across the <laughs> frame but they're yeah, so I cute i figured what they were on strings just being pulled or the, yeah or they were wheels. on strings <laughs> that could be yeah. too but they did wiggle a lot so i don't know it, well, it could go either way if they're jiggly enough plastic they'll just jiggle as they go over yeah. you know as the wheels yeah. turn but anyway um so now this uh the girl in the study is studying um and oh but first brad is just really harsh to cindy on the phone so she's like all right it's over and fucking just hangs up on him but now the girl in the study from before like there's more tapping at the window so she's like oh it's gordon the cat awesome and she goes picks him up and this cat has 
a lot of problems. I mean, as long as all of the problems are relegated to the face area specifically, yes. I would give it like a Bane type mask and it would be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Rob, where does this fall in your love of animal puppetry? This is pretty low, Tony, (laughs) to to answer your question. Um, Because the cat is not full puppet. It's it's just like a head animatronic. And it's not really doing anything interesting. She doesn't like throw it. We don't see it get caught in a fan blade or anything. Yeah. That's um, true. Oh man, if she threw it up into the ceiling fan. Oh. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like a very obvious somebody is controlling this with, you know. Yeah. It does seem to have like a, I think it was a, a real live worm in its eye. It did have a worm I coming out of it. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. So I'm confused as to why this cat is hurt. So the slugs, maybe one slug can fit inside this cat. Why did it eat its eyes? Why is. So- I believe uh-huh. that they didn't really mention it, but they did talk about the. I believe the cat was hit by a car oh, and they they yeah. buried it. Because there's there's one. Oh one quick scene. yeah, you are yeah. correct. I yeah, forgot no. about that. But I don't think we ever see the cat get hit by a car. It's no. just no. no casually mentioned as yeah. an aside. Like, did you tell her about the cat? No, it would break her heart. But I'm like, yeah. what? Tell her what? I don't understand. What? All right. So, um, yeah, the cops find the uh, the grad student's body in the building, um, and they're they're sitting there talking about this grad student while these slugs are clearly just creeping around. That you know, again, they can't notice anything, so they don't notice it. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, uh, Chris is and JC are in their dorm, and JC sucks at playing the drums. He's got two pencils, and he's like every beat, he's using both sticks. And it's really, like, you can see the, the the rage building in Chris's face. It's like the one emotion he palpably shows this whole film. Yeah. yeah. And then Cindy knocks on the door, and she's like, you want to go for a walk? He's like, anywhere but here. Fuck That's this right. guy. Oh, by the way, let like, me put on my third wheel. Yep. <laughs> JC's like, you're not dodging me that easy. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, she picked, like, she could have picked anybody else. Yep. She could have picked. The fucking dead cat. She like <laughs> I mean, yeah. Else. And that cat was good to go, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then uh, JC's like, I gotta go take a piss somewhere. And so um, Chris is like, let's ditch this dude. And she's like, all right, but I gotta tell you about, like, the slugs and the dead cat and, you know, the, the zombies and all that. And Chris, he looked super excited. And then he was like, oh, she's fucking nuts. He's like, okay, I'll take you home. So you understand that the Chinese fabricated the pandemic to make everything. But Chris, Chris, where are you going? Yeah, it's like that's not how how two towers would fall down when hit by an airplane. That had to be an inside job. Please believe me. Please believe me. So um, meanwhile, JC in the bathroom. You know, he's, he's scratching something into the stall, you know, by the monster squad and striper and fucking um, the Japanese guy walks in the janitor. Wait, also, I, I believe some of that graffiti said something about uh, Humpty Dumpty being pushed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Speaking <laughs> of conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, so the Japanese guy is immediately making unacceptable sound effects in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, JC, who did not lock the stall door. Because he likes to live dangerously. 
immediately just reaches out and opens it and sees that this man's head vagina has indeed ruptured and uh, there are slugs scooting about. He keeps leaving the door unlocked, hoping that someday a girl will come into the men's room and just open Mm. his stall and he can prepare his do you like what you see line. Mm -hmm. And and in the meantime, he could practice it on dudes that come in the bathroom. Yes. He'll be like, you can see I'm on crutches. Can you help me? Get up. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> wow, Rob. Now, JC drops a book of matches, and that's his one his one thing in this whole ordeal. Well, there's slugs everywhere. He's like, I gotta get those matches. And I guess his plan is to set off the fire alarm, maybe? I don't know. But nope. he, he gets the matches, he lights them, he puts them back down, and a slug runs into it. And the slug's just up in smoke. Like, that thing fucking boils and burns. Like, for something that's covered in mucus, that thing went up fast. Like, uh, my, my my whole thing is this. Like, one, why does he even have matches? Because he, he doesn't yeah. smoke. Like, there's, there's no reason for him to have matches. Uh, it's, it's the 80s. He had matches. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. No, well, all right, my bad. I, I forgot Tony does all the time, too. <laughs> wow. But, uh... Wow. But, um, like... The way he goes for for those matches, like he goes all slow. I'm like, bro, just reach out there and fucking pick him up. What the fuck's wrong with you? Use your crutch uh, to hit him over to you. Like, Maybe he had it. a dangler. <laughs> <laughs> no, Although what? weirdly, the first time he reaches for him, a slug runs by and he goes, "Ow!" Like, what the yeah. hell did it do? Yeah. Did it cut yeah. him with its little knife? It made fun of him subtly. Yeah, I, I would have appreciated uh, like a like a a, a a plop noise when he first saw them shits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <the> toilet, like. <laughs> all right so um fucking jc like he uh he lights his little fire and then one of these things slithers up his leg and he just run well he crawls for it i guess he doesn't bother to get his crutches and he's just crawling away and um the well you see one of the creeps goes right for his face and i guess that means jc has been uh slugged yep um, and he was crawling towards the monster squad, which was the correct course of action before he yes, got he, uh, Yes, he uh, doesn't have... Never mind, I was going to say something funny. Yeah. Like, I can't but even... Go ahead, so, Will. No, no, Will. No, don't it encourage him, Rob. <laughs> Did it involve his gag reflexes? No. Um, Here's the right. thing. He started it. <laughs> so... Now he's just a quitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his business. So... Sin, I mean, Chris loses his uh, best friend, but he gains himself a lady friend because Cindy asks him to the formal. He's like, you are crazy, but there is a chance that I could hit that. So I'm going. But Chris, if you think about it one way, I mean, we're the minorities. Mm hmm. So like, like she's it's one of those like she'd have to be crazy. To, 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 yeah, he's done zero. Yep. Zero. To be at all interesting at all this whole movie. Maybe he like comes zero. from. Uh, yeah. Well, she was attracted. <laughs> she was attracted to Brad, and he's a piece of garbage. Now she's attracted to this weirdo who's done nothing but be a she's, plank of wood. She is crazy. Like, if she's anything, like was Joe Wills. Like she should have talked to JC. At least he was like yeah. he made jokes and he was like yeah. he had some sort of personality, or whatever. Like, right. uh, there's something with her that gets triggered with helmet hair. She sees that and she's like, uh, I'm out <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh, is that what so, um, now, uh, Cameron, Detective Cameron, who's been stalking Chris and Cindy, walking not all that far behind them this whole time, um, just takes Chris. He's like, hi, Spanky. And he takes him back to his apartment to, uh, get drunk. 
and he tells Chris about finding, uh, you know, Pam's killer and, um, you know, shooting him with a shotgun and burying him under where the sorority mother currently lives. Um, and we cut to the sorority mother and she is indeed watching Plan 9 from outer space and does not give a fuck that something is clearly slamming through her floor with an axe. She's like just sitting there looking at it like, what, yeah. what, what's, what's going on? Now, I'll give you until the axe showed up, like, I'd be like, what actually is that? Uh, then, no, I'd be gone. I'd yeah. be gone. <laughs> you know, I might call the sorority house and tell one of the girls, see, you know, see if they could come over. But, like, but that the moment an axe shows up, I'm like, I'm out. And she waits, like, for, like, a whole nother minute for this zombie corpse to crawl out of the room, walk over to her, and just hit her with an axe. The, to be fair, she might have had a dangler. She might have. <laughs> <laughs> so... In that situation, almost assuredly. So Cameron gets the call, and he's like, All right, um, Chris, I guess I'm leaving you here. Uh, I'm grabbing my shotgun, and I'm heading to this crime scene. You get this pointless scene where, like, he's on his way to the crime scene. He's like, Where's my backup? And then you see, like, a cop car comes from behind him, and a cop car comes in front of him. And it looks like they're going to try to box him in or something. Like, maybe the cops suddenly are, like, turning against Cameron. And he's like, oh, there they are. And they just drive to the crime scene. And you're like, I don't, yeah. I didn't need that. Yeah. I like how, I like how his car is mm. from the fucking 60s. Like, Dude, his yeah. car is cool, though. That car is cool, though. Mm. It looks like it should have some big eyes on it. <laughs> so, with eyelashes. Like Tracy cop yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> so, fucking, his, his elite cops here. All right. They find the corpse. It's been axed. And, um, you know, he's, they're like, ah, we looked, like, around, but we didn't really look that far around, and Cameron's like, well, go fucking get in your car and drive around, and the cops are doing that for, like, 45 seconds, they're like, all right, let's give up, and that, then, all of a sudden, they see the, the fucking, uh, ghoul with the axe here, um, and so they're, they chase it, and... I, the, the the speed and distance of this is weird because they chase it in a cop car, but they corner in an alley and the other cops ran on foot, but they got there at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It just, the editing's and weird. The yeah. thing can even run. It's just lumbering. Yeah. Like. So, um, you, uh, so like this, this corpse is stuck in a dead end and like the cops get out of the car and shoot it a bunch of times with their revolvers. And that like makes it into like a light bright kind of deal where what, was, yeah, what, what, was, what was up with that it was glowing on the inside i don't know <laughs> and then um fucking I, I was thinking i'm like well cameron's shotgun should just blow big pieces of it off so it shouldn't be able to avoid that cameron was thinking the same thing because his shotgun just blows this guy's head up <laughs> yep and slugs fly everywhere and run around and um Cameron's still like, I don't know about these slugs that we're seeing everywhere. I don't think they're linked to anything. Um, but, you know, that was a zombie I just killed. I'm going to go home. <laughs> and now uh, it cuts to the next day. Chris comes home. He's got his formal supplies. He's got his tux. He's got his uh, corsage. And, um, you know, he's like, where's JC? And some student's like, I don't know. And then um, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go spend the rest of the day getting ready for the formal. And then we get the two getting ready for formal montages. It's like. Complete with pointless shower titties. Yeah. It's kind of like the no, Ghostbusters. They, they point, they're called nipples. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Wow. I, mean, I, 
I kind of made that joke already. But anyway, so it's it's kind of like the Ghostbusters two montage, mm-hmm. um, where you kind of see like slugs are taking over stuff, and then it cuts to mm-hmm. well, what it would be the Ghostbusters getting ready, but instead it's it's women bathing. Um, it's just weird. Oh, and guys horsing around. And guys oh. horsing around. Just just locker yeah. room and pixie you know. Just and jacking it. Those mullets, Each those other. mullets get all like greased down and like you know turned into even nastier haircuts. Oh yeah, and like yeah, both both the men and women in this scene are not looking good by the end of it. Um, and then we cut to Chris, who's also dolled himself up, <laughs> and uh, when he just now notices there's a tape recorder on JC's desk with a note that says, "Listen to me." He's been <laughs> home for fucking hours. Hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that felt vis- very Resident Evil-like, where it's like, yeah. oh, a tape recorder that explains the plot. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that tape recorder is probably twinkled like a hundred times since he's been in this tiny ass <laughs> yeah. You should know it's there. And it keeps saying <laughs> in the room, it's not like 100% completed, and he's like, I've, yeah. I've looked for everything. <laughs> yeah. He just keeps get hitting the door handle. He's like, I, I can't progress in the storyline. I don't know why. Maybe like <laughs> Resident Evil, the camera angle's just weird as hell, and you're like, putting. Like, he didn't know that he could step to the one part of the room and it would show the top-down view of the desk where you see the recorder. Which thumbstick um, shows the camera? <laughs> so, JC's like, uh, yeah, there's a slug in me. Um, I still have control somehow. Um, I think I'm dead. Uh, but they don't like fire, so I'm gonna go down to the furnace. And, uh, that's about it. And then you hear a weird slug noise. Well, oh, so no. JC tells him he loves him. I love you. Which, you know, good I've on always him. loved you. Good on yeah. him. I, I get I, that out. My, my brain was like, okay, if the slug noise is on the tape, how did he put the tape recorder in the room? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> good question. He, how he how made, did anything in this movie? Now? He made the slug hold the tape recorder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he also maintained his humanity with a slug in him way more than anyone else does. That's actually a slug in the tape deck. <laughs> but yeah, later on, we'll see in this movie, one girl gets it in a matter of seconds. She's a zombie. Yep. So he d- mm. he was doing pretty good. So um, now JC goes down and sees the burnt corpse. I mean, I'm sorry. Chris goes down and finds JC's burnt corpse and a lot of burnt slugs. And um, what should we call it? So Brad, meanwhile... He goes over and he gets all drunk outside the sorority house. And he's getting ready to give Cindy a piece of his mind. When a doggy comes up, Aww. it's the doggy from the sorority, Mom. Oh, boy. I love that puppet. It's, oh, uh, boy. It's a special puppet. Oh, boy. It's like and one it, of the animatronics from Pirates of the Caribbean that they, like, it might as refurbished. Well it might as well just have the keys <laughs> And these things, mouth. they're perfect shots. They just fire what I believe Rob described before as a mouth poop. Directly out of their throat and into yours. Yep. Like, there's no, there's no, like, spitting motion. It's nope. just like, patoo! Like, it's out of there. Um, and all the time, 100%, like, without fail. Like, ne- no <laughs> one just gets, accuracy. Yeah, like a slug oh, yeah. bouncing off their forehead and then the second slug makes it in their mouth or anything. And everyone in this movie is a fucking mouth breather, so they're they're all vulnerable. Very true. I'm wondering if somewhere there's like outtake of them just throwing slugs at people's faces and be like, nah, it don't look right. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta re-wet it. 
<laughs> spray it down. Spray it down. I really hope so. Not, not even like the slugs swarm you and crawl up you and like you have you like fight some off while one crawls down your throat or something like that. No, they just they just perfectly land in your mouth. So now, um, after he gets slugged, we cut to what I have referred to as the bang bus, which is all of the uh, <laughs> that's what the it was gonna be. Bros. I just called yeah. it a a loaf of white bread. <laughs> yes, that is also true. Because, um, yeah, all these frat bros get, bros get on, and one of them's like, I, I wrote it down, we're going to get done, dudes! Oh. <laughs> like, I, who, who actually it, talks like that? Yeah, I, it's it's fitting this is called Night of the Creeps, because my skin yeah. actually <laughs> crawled when I heard yeah, that. Maybe it's not about yeah. the slugs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that title is misleading. Now, Detective Cameron has a good idea that he has zero commitment to. So he's duct taped wow. his entire door shut. He's got a right? couple of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he duct tapes his entire door shut, which is okay, cool. Slugs can't get in. Um, someone oh, knocks that's at the not door. for the slugs. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he doesn't even ask who it is. He's like, fuck it. He just takes all the tape down and opens the door. And yeah. it's sad, Chris. And he's like, JC's dead. We got to light them on fire. He thought it was his next, uh, his next DoorDash with his, his his final meal of red and brown, red meat and brown yeah. liquor. <laughs> and so, you know, I just now put together that yeah. Cameron was trying to kill himself. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> now I get why he goes to the stove and turns all the valves off. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And closes totally, the door. Totally yeah. didn't catch that. All right. So, I, I will anyway. say, in all fairness, while watching this, I realized that whenever I saw this as a kid, I had never gotten that. Yeah, yeah I know I didn't. <laughs> so, anyway, he's like, all right, um, I guess I'm not killing myself today. Yeah. Or at least not yet. Yeah. Let's go fucking kill some slugs. Like, you, you know a how, uh, what's his name shows up and he's like, Alfalfa's dead? Yeah. It made me be like, whatever happened to the guy that played alfalfa in uh oh don't oh. look that up no 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 it'll pay off hold on it'll pay off hold on like, damn it i took uh -oh. a screenshot of it. uh so the guy that played alfalfa in the in the uh, little rascals movie got arrested and he was like from uh from uh huffing too much like of the duster spray that you like, clean, <laughs> clean out keyboards with. Oh. and the person i saw post it like um, in the comments underneath, the first comment was a gif of Spanky from the original uh, TV show being like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Gave me a good chuckle. Alright, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to bring in current politics, but uh -uh. you gotta mention defund the police when they have a flamethrower that you could requisition. There's a form <laughs> at the police station to get the flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to you check know, a box that says you're not going to use this on anybody. Yeah. Useful for, you know, detective work? Yeah. It's my, it's my investigation flamethrower? I guess right. it's the cover-up flamethrower. Yeah. I guess yeah. that makes sense. You gotta, you gotta, you know, burn evidence and shit, you know? I also love how it was just so matter-of-fact. Like, I, I do need these forms, but you don't worry, you're yeah. totally getting your flamethrower. Not like... What the fuck do you need that for? <laughs> yeah, and it's been used enough that Mr. fucking Futterman was just like, "Why? Oh, the trigger's a bitch. Watch out! Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. work sometimes <laughs> on the pilot light. Like, okay, I, I guess." <laughs> now, so, in all fairness, Joe, mm -hmm. if you had access to a flamethrower, 
you would probably use it more often than than, than, than I, I'd be I'd be dead right now. I'd be on fire. Like <laughs> I would be I would use it and throw <laughs> caution to the wind, and everything would be on fire, including me. Well, so, I, I just don't at give the me image. a flamethrower, <laughs> right? I I like that he's got a big friggin' Hamburglar costume on too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Um, so dumpster huffing. Yeah, so Mr. Futterman's like, you got a requisition form? And uh, he's like, well, I got a shotgun. (laughs) And no reasons. (laughs) So, um, should we call it? Now, uh, the uh, bang bus is driving along, and the guys inside are just being incorrigible. They're, like, popping open beers and throwing stuff at each other. And, you know, they're, they're hooting and hollering and throwing their feces around and you know, Ata, breaking Ata, around the bus. Ata. And then the driver's like, I'll turn this bus around. No one's getting laid tonight. And then he looks around and there's a fucking dead <sighs> dog in the road that he swerves to avoid there's and crashes. Something in the road. There's a stuffed animal in the road. Yeah. There's crashes a for real friends. What appears to be a tow truck or like similar style car driving at a 45 degree angle, like mm-hmm. across the road. I don't know. Um, the bus is fucked. You know, everyone crashes. And um, sure enough, the dog walks into the bang bus. Um, (laughs) Not the sentence you ever want to hear. I mean, it was a sausage party and dogs love sausage. (laughs) Sausage party. How many slugs could fit inside that dog? But uh, it's an awful lot. It's more than you think. It's like the raccoon, you know? Yeah, Joe, you were just talking about uh, raccoons and certain stretching abilities. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah it turns out it's a lot. I, I just like—I don't like how they actually shaved that fucking dog. Mm-hmm. Like its legs were were, were like shaved to, to look all like fucked up. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they gave so, it kind of like a poodle do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poodle do. So back. I don't know. Um, Cameron. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, this is Zombie Brad is going to the sorority house mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and. Shows up, knocks on the door. Sorority person do- doesn't even notice that Brad is spray painted gray. Is just like, all right, let me get Cindy. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Cindy comes up, doesn't even look at Brad. Just nope. walks out with him, holds his hand, and sits down next to him. Well, she's mad at him. Yep. And explains, you know, that why their relationship's over. And uh, zombie Brad's just like he's trying to talk, and instead he's just vomiting slugs out, which is more compelling than what he would normally say anyway. Uh- I feel like she should have known something was up by the fact that he was letting her talk. I feel like Brad yeah. would let her talk. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, she might get a few words out before I was like, all right, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. So He's totally that guy. Listen, Cameron, babe, I'm going to tell you how you feel right now. Cameron and Chris show up. Don't, I, I'm pretty sure they didn't even check to see if Brad was a zombie or not. I mean, would you? He, he, no, he just immediately gets the flamethrower. Yep. And um, this flamethrower is really underwhelming. Like, like a military flamethrower. I mean, the house would be on fire. Like just from this first shot. Like, like it's not like your face would be on fire. It's like you're on fire. You're just consumed in flames from one of those. Once this, upon a time in Hollywood, this is not okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but this is like a. It's like a little squirt gun blowtorch. It's, it's an angry blowtorch. Um. So. Cameron's like, all right, um, you and Cindy sit here with the flamethrower. I'm going to go inside and says, just start whooping ass. Chris says to, to Cindy, 
hold this, you'll feel better. And stuffs the freaking shotgun in her hands. Yeah. So, and then, but what you want the, for a traumatized girl? Scene, she's got the flamethrower. She's got on. for reasons I could not possibly explain yeah. to you. Well, in this world, because the flamethrower is so underwhelming, you have to shotgun the zombies first, then flamethrower them. Makes it's sense. a two-hit combo. Because we uh, all know that fire cannot penetrate human skin or bone. No, no. Also, the reason seems pretty clear. He's trying to cheer her up. Yep. <laughs> okay. I, 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 just, I found it funny how um, when JC made that, that, that tape saying, you know, you know, the plot, basically, he was like, <laughs> fire, fire hurts and fire kills him. I'm like, that's the first fucking thing you tried. Try something else, yeah. too. But you still <laughs> yeah. to die, too. That's a good yeah. point. Guess Has what? anyone any... stepped on any of them? Yeah. yeah, any organic creature doesn't like it when you apply fire to it. Like, there's <laughs> very few that do well under those conditions. Put salt on them. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like, just step on it. Get a hockey stick. Like, Sodium. You know. Anyway, so, um, all of the zombie frat bros are now coming towards the sorority house. Uh, their plans for the evening have not changed. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, I do like the skinless face was a decent enough makeup effect. I got to give that one, you know, props. Um, and we get like a fight scene where Cameron and uh, Cindy, are, or I'm sorry, Chris and Cindy are double teaming these uh, zombies. Um, yes, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and then Cameron inside. Like he's he's shooting up these uh, these zombies coming in um, and then using hairspray and a lighter to kill the slugs. But that study girl, unfortunately, she's been slugged and she grabs him and throws him to the ground. And, you know, he thinks he's dead because there's two frat boy zombies coming in. But he looks up and he sees the picture of Pam on the wall and he levels up and learns spin attack. (laughs) It was. It's it's gun gun kata. Is gun kata. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the movie because he just goes on full murder rage mode and it's spectacular. The well, last fifteen minutes of it is just bonkers. Yeah, while clearly pivoting on a turntable. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and what's funny, like watching this movie, and you know, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, now we encounter the shed scene. And if there was someone who was like, remember the the shed scene from Commando? I could do it worse. Um, (laughs) As this movie. So, like, first off, Chris can't even, with the shotgun, can't even get that padlock off. Uh, I mean. It's sad looking. That would imply that he's trying. Yeah. It it looks like somebody told him that he, if he, if he scratches the paint on either the shed or the lock, he's fired. They might have. (laughs) So he's like. He's just flaccidly tapping the butt of the shotgun against this lock and then suddenly smash cut. Oh, they're inside the shed. Mm-hmm. And then they close the door. And um, so the zombies start breaking in and one of them reaches through and grabs Chris and Cindy just shoves the flamethrower in his face and that guy's on fire. Um, then one, you know, reaches through and grabs Cindy and Chris is like, I'm useless. And <laughs> Maybe like, I'll read a book. Yeah, Cindy gets pulled through the damn wall. I have to work on my thesis. Who, like, could have easily, with their pinpoint accuracy, has fired a slug in her mouth by now. But I guess she breathes through her nose, so she's safe. Um, And she, like, Chris is starting up a lawnmower. And you're like, this is going to be cool. He's pulling that cord and pulling that cord. 
and then um, he he tells Cindy to get out of there, and she's like, "Oh, I could just get away from the zombie." Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. just do it. Oh, that was an option. Yeah, yeah. And you're he's now coming in with the finally been given permission. And I'm like, how hard would it be to just take like a stake, put a, a a presidential mask or something shitty like that on it, maybe a real crappy wig, and just run that over with a lawnmower just to see what happens. Right. I don't need this effect to look great, but what I sure don't need is the 80s equivalent of CGI blood, which is fucking <laughs> unacceptable. Cartoon yeah. blood. Yeah, it's a yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Like, I expected, me, like, huh? For me, I'm like, for the scene, I'm like, bruh, you took you a whole minute to, to get the lawnmower started. Oh you could have so walked long. over to her, picked him up off of her, and <laughs> yep. ran away. You could like, just hit him with the lawnmower and it probably yeah, would have killed him. Yeah. Like, the time it took, he could have disassembled the lawnmower, taken the blade yeah. off, and used it as a hand weapon. Right. It was like so, a whole minute on screen. So minute. <laughs> of this dude pulling the cord halfway and you being like, use your muscles, you little bitch. I would be okay with it if we actually saw something get lawnmowered. It, it only had to be slightly person-like. And I would have been okay with it. <laughs> but no, we get the shittiest payoff. Could have been the dog puppet. Yeah. Could have been a slug. Could have anything. I, I, I almost would have accepted just have a blood splatter, like some, throw some fake blood against the shed wall, and you're good. But, the like, little, yeah, they couldn't even be bothered with that. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. they so, had a splatter, splatter of um, Cindy with it. Yeah. Because she was wearing all white too. So yeah, I have uh, sorry, just I I have a sneaking suspicion that this was they yeah. wanted to do that, and someone else was like, no. Yeah, it could be that like maybe they filmed this at somebody's house, and they were like, okay, don't scratch up my shed, don't mess so, up my lawnmower. Um, no blood. Now, meanwhile, uh, like they're like, okay, well that takes care of everybody, you know, and they see the slugs are going in the basement. They're like, I wonder what's in the basement. And Cindy's like, oh, a big old box of brains. So oh, we got to go in the basement. So how, and uh, I do uh, like the scene of Chris and Cindy walking in the house, just going, get out of the house. And they have like a shotgun and a flamethrower. Well, okay, here's, me, the, here's my yeah. problem with this. Yeah, he, He's saying, you know, get out of the house, get out of the house, get out of the house now. I'm like, you were just attacked by zombies. And then we got saved when this crazy cop came in and just shot everything. As far as I know, his eyeline. As far as I know, he's still spinning around in a circle. Yeah, in his yeah. He's still. I would have been. I would have been out of that house long ago. That's how he got down to the basement so fast. He did yeah. one of those underworld holes <laughs> with a <laughs> revolver. But Chris isn't even like get out of the house. He's like get, get out of the house. Alright, so hey guys. Oh, he's doing it stern, but he's not yelling. <laughs> get out he's of just the like, house. Get out. Get out. Get so, out. Run. Stop. Get out of the house. We go downstairs <laughs> into this filthy, dusty basement, and you see Cameron, and he's got his mouth duct tape closed, which I'm pretty sure the director did because he uh, was trying to tell them don't look in the corner. At the jankiest special effect you will ever see. <laughs> it's a bunch of trash bags. We twist tied some parts so they look like they're wiggling. So I, bad. I, I've seen trash. worse, but yeah, this is. But I remember, I, I forgot what episode it was of the podcast I was listening to recently. Oh, it was Superman 4, where Rob was asking, like, how could you have the. Sp- the Statue of Liberty fly around the city like that. And John was trying to explain how they physically did it. And 
Rob was like, no, I mean, how could you sleep at night? <laughs> Put that in a movie. Yeah. And that's where I'm at here. I'm like, if you knew this is what you had, you got to abort. You got to abort. Cut, cut the goblins. Put some more money into this corner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the man pile, the slug pile. Loot, KY jelly up some trash bags that you put pillows in. I don't know. Anything but no. what we got here. Well, here's the thing. This is why I'm a bit torn with some of this, not to, you know, get too ahead of uh, things here. Mm-hmm. But because, again, intentionally making like a tribute to B movies. So was this a Did limited be. budget uh... or was this a we want to make this look like the lamest shit we could? Yeah, but that's where you get into the happening territory. And you, yeah. you, it's not you, you can't go there. I think it's yeah. using the um, the latter as an excuse for the former. Correct. That's fair. Um, so the um, this thing it's it's animated, but it's animated so that there's like the moving part and the not moving part, Ugh. and everything on the moving part looks like it was copied and pasted the same way. Yep. So that like everything, every one of those slugs that moves moves the same way at the same time. It looks like a character from Clay Fighters. Yeah. Um, fucking, uh, what was the Ichibod Crane represent? That was my dude. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. So then, uh, fucking Chris and, uh, Cindy see that and they're like, and we're just leaving. Like Chris <laughs> tries to use the flamethrower, flamethrowers like, you know, there's no special effect that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these brains are Nothing like saving this scene. Come on. Uh, presumably these brains are in like formaldehyde or some sort of like preservative. Mm, yep. So these but they're just whatever. It just works. It ain't, it ain't fire. Okay. <laughs> and like true. they were they were only like, there were like twelve of them in that box. Yeah. Like yeah. And there's like four hundred of these slugs. Yeah. <laughs> like there are more people outside. Don't you think they'd be able yeah. to go after all the people? And it's within seconds. Like have they been down there this whole time doing this, or is this just now? And what are they doing in there? That's a good question. Like, is that like a? I mean, they lay eggs in brains. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's just a big fuck pile. I don't know. That's what JC said that they lay eggs in the brains and they the bodies move around while they incubate. Yep. But like, uh, all right. Yeah. So fucking like Cameron's like, get out of here. The special effects suck too much. I'll give you a countdown. <laughs> And he starts spreading gasoline on things that are not the big slug pile because no one wants to show that again. Um, (laughs) And then Chris, who cannot, at least Cindy's presumably in heels and a prom dress, like Chris can't, he needed that full 20 count to get out of the house. I'm pretty sure he's the one that needed the crutches. Yeah. (laughs) Two two things with all this. One is... Yeah, I feel bad for Tom Atkins because you know he's throwing around that gasoline. Like, you're going to put something good in post here, right? (laughs) Sure. Sure we are. Yeah. But also, uh, number two is, yeah, why did it take so long? Because the minute you go down there and he's tossing around gasoline with tape on his mouth going, girl, girl, leave. (laughs) Don't wait for him to explain his plan. I don't feel bad for Tom Atkins. And two words will tell you why. What? Knowing wink. Okay. So he lights the fire and um, the sorority. Okay, no, hold on. Before, as he lights the fire, the slug pile launches like (laughs) 20 slugs simultaneously at him in a wall of slugs. Uh, Like a whole fusillade of these things launches at him. And then it cuts to an explosion. Um, 
and well conflagration at best it's it's really not a very impressive um burning down of the sorority house i mean it 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 looks more like what would actually have happened yeah (laughs) because like all the explosions that we see in movies are not what actually would happen well and they're they're normally like well-engineered gasoline explosions and this looked like a haphazardly done gasoline fire, which is what yeah. it actually was. Yeah. So, um, well, chances are this literally was that, and someone just got a small house that they could burn up. Mm-hmm. So for the movie. Um. So now Chris and Cindy they uh they make out sort Chris, of why over the burning sorority, and it's really it's like Cindy, fires get her hot, yeah. Brian. Cindy so. attempts to make out with him, and he's like. Uh, I'm not really into it. You're trying to give me a mouth slug. Oh, well, I um, think I think uh, Chevy Chase helped this kid uh, manage his his uh, yeah his demands for these movies. Like, make sure you get to kiss the girl, mm-hmm. or you're not gonna do it. So <laughs> I'm um, Chevy Chase. Then, like, that's basically it for them. But we cut to <sighs> burnt Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes walking over. A little bit smoking and dies, it's and then crispy. some slugs come out of his head, um, and they go into a cemetery nearby. And you're like, okay, uh, sure, they're gonna go reanimate some corpses, I guess. And then for no reason, UFO spotlight, and the alien ship is there, and it's the freaking cemetery from Beetlejuice because it's the most <laughs> fakest looking, yeah, fake ass sure model. You totally could fun. ever friggin' imagine. Roll them credits. So that was Night of the Creeps. Uh, Tony, was what does uh, the internets say about this film? Well, at the time this movie came out, I, I kind of referenced the fact that uh, it did not do very well. Critics were not uh, fond of it, and audiences didn't seem to scare e- care either. But on RottenTomatoes.com, a more, uh, you know, current rating. Critics have this at a 74%. Audiences have it at a 70%. That's their thoughts and opinions. What about you and yours, Will? Sure. Um, so I enjoyed this movie. Um, I liked it a bit more than the zombie movie we reviewed a couple weeks ago. Uh, held my attention a bit better. I felt like story actually moved um despite not really liking the quote-unquote protagonists that they decided um you know i enjoyed it i like the kind of weird 50s throwback at the beginning um it's kind of in between like a parody spoof movie and like an homage to like all the famous zombie movies of the 50s and 60s and 70s um so I had a good time watching it. It kept my interest. Uh, yeah, so I'll give it a, a slight recommend. Tony, you there? <laughs> I was like, did I piss Sorry? him off? <laughs> yeah. You hear me? Tony, yeah. Yeah, there you are. Okay. Sorry about that. Did you were you able to hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah. slight recommend. I yep. I heard you. Uh, oh. so um, <laughs> Brian. So again, this is my fault. This movie. Um, like I think as a kid, my my brain only focused on the last fifteen minutes of this movie <laughs> because the first like forty five minutes of the movie I was just fucking boring. I'm sorry, I was bored as fuck. Uh, for for, for the first part, and uh, because you know, all this character stuff that doesn't really really matter. I mean, like the scenes lasted a bit too long. 
Um, as an adult now, I can I can appreciate that a little bit more, I guess, because I see what they're like hearing what what, what Tony said about this being intentionally being a spoof on whatever. Like now, so that makes more sense after you know, like, like thinking about it, like the whole uh, um, the, the the cop guy, whatever his name is, um, like, Tom Atkins. Yeah, his 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 character like really is the the epitome of all the shitty cops in all those movies. Where you wish they were just fucking give up, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yep. he's at the point where he's he's fucking crazy himself. He's about to fucking kill himself. Like he's the job is too much for him. Like he's 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 going out. Like he's, he's, it's a lot for him. So I'm um, like. After Tony, hearing Tony saying it's supposed to be like that kind of shit, I kind of get it now. But like watching this movie, man, I was fucking bored as fuck, and like I, I, I wouldn't want to subject someone else to watching this unless like they, they really want to want to, you know, watch a, watch a spoof or whatever. But yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend this. I wouldn't watch this again. And uh, I'm sorry. Wow. That's kind of how I felt about the movie a couple weeks ago. Like just totally bored. And like I said at my review, then I don't know if it's just like. You know, different headspace. Like, we finally got the AC in, installed in my apartment now, so I can actually, like, relax and pay attention to stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, it's cool that we all have different thoughts. All right. Uh, Joe. So, I would like to actually slightly, just slightly push my review of uh, Return to Living Dead from uh, light not recommend to light recommend. Because seeing that movie compared to one of its peers <laughs> bumped it up retroactively. Uh, so this movie, I'm going to say, is a light not recommend. Um, I, there's, a, there's a lot of fun parts in it, but they are mostly in the third act. And those slugs, it's just hard to watch. It's, it's just like you want to give it a bit of a pass in the, the parody category, but you got to do better than those slugs. Um and yeah, the I like Detective Cameron's character, and I liked JC despite his faults. But like, fucking Chris, and um, you know, I guess Cindy was okay. But long story short, like the movie just didn't just didn't hold me my interest. And up until the part where he went to the police station and got a flamethrower, then I'm like, all right, I'm on board now. I want to see where this craziness goes. <laughs> but that's really the third act. So, um. Yeah, I would say this is a not recommend. Um, it might be so bad it's good if it wasn't for all these weird like slugs flying in mouths is a little that's a little too gross for me. And then the special effect being so awful does not help. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I'm gonna say not recommend. All right, Rob. So it's <laughs> it's funny because I agree with just about everybody here. Um, <clears throat> I, obviously, I have I have do that yeah. Yeah, I have very different tastes than some of you guys. And it's fun to see like how our opinions on the same movie can differ so greatly. Uh because me, I I feel like this movie failed in what it was trying to do, which was intentionally be a B movie, and instead ended up just being a B movie. <laughs> if that makes sense. The acting is not good from anybody except maybe tom atkins but even that is kind of a stretch um because like his stupid catchphrases sound like an animal crossing character where it's like every time they just say uh, uh thrill me um <laughs> i agree the beginning of this movie is pretty boring but the last part of the movie almost makes up for it uh and b movies are kind of my thing so i still i i still hated the last horror movie that we watched because 
it was like a parody of horror movies written by somebody that just didn't know how to write comedy, I feel. Um, but then this one is more of like a, it's just, it's just a, it's just a dumb, bad movie. And on that merit, I can give it a very light watch it once and never again. Uh, and that's, that's where I stand on it. It's the lightest of recommends. It's just tickling, tickling the balls there. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp as Rob. Uh, I enjoy B-movies. I appreciate all the ways this is a send-up to the B-movies. Uh, but it is and it is in that weird thing where I don't know how much some of this is that thing of us trying to be a B-movie and putting in these cliches and doing things with a limited budget and how much of it is the we just don't know how to write better or we don't have a better budget or you know so on so it's hard to say but ultimately it still kind of becomes a b movie that's good in a bad way or bad in a good way however you want to look at that uh so i guess uh, it's hard to i don't know what to call it a light recommend i guess um, cause yeah, if you know you're into this kind of thing, you're probably going to enjoy it. If you like B movies, you might find some fun in it. If you like, you know, cheesy special effects or you like zombies or whatever, you might get some fun out of it, especially, yeah, again, the, the la- latter half of the, or later half of this movie is way better. Um, and as I said before, most of the time liking it as a kid, I had seen it you know, further into the movie. So I didn't remember the duller parts. Uh, but yeah, if you're not, if you're already like, no, this doesn't hold any interest to me. It's, it's not going to turn you over. It's not going to change your mind. So if you know what you're getting into, give it a shot. Otherwise you're fine. All right. Since, uh, congrats, you've made a fully skippable movie. Yeah. Um, we are low tier at best in recommending this movie. Uh, do we want to recommend something else instead? Yeah, go watch a Little Shop of Horrors. That was like a B movie send up, and that was great. I, I mean, there, there's, yeah, sure. there's good zombie movies out there, but yeah, we go with Little Shop of Horrors. So uh, I, I doubt we'll be rec- be reviewing any more zombie movies in the near future unless the D twenty subjects it. I'm not an expert on on the genre what are what are some people would like recommend if someone was like starting out starting out or just you know like i don't know whatever uh zombie nightmare um i mean if you want to go into more recent like 2000s like 28 days later was real good mm. yeah uh, the uh the remake of dawn of the dead i remember really liking i the original i've never really seen yeah, they're both What's the one in the shopping mall with yeah. with, with, with Ving Rhames. That's yep. uh, that's uh, um, Dawn of the Dead. Okay, Ving Rhames is the remake Joe was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, th- I think both of those would I would need to revisit to fully land on recommending or not. <clears throat> that's a I good point. It has, maybe it should it, be an episode. Yeah, it has yeah, been over yeah. a decade since I've seen both. So yeah, maybe they need to go on the list if they're not already. Is Ving Rhames also wearing a pharaoh costume in that movie? I don't believe so. It's unfortunate. Wasted opportunity right there. So, guys, we have an email. Email! Uh, what? It's not specifically podcast related, but I just wanted to put it out there because it has some information that I feel is worth sharing. So it's it's from William, mm-hmm. uh, the one from California, Sorry, not the one we have on the show. William! <clears throat> Hey, well, um, he is working on another episode 
comment uh, email. So he just wanted to let us know that uh, Google is shutting down Google Music and moving everything over to YouTube Music, uh, where he says you have to subscribe to even Chromecast slash Googlecast to your own Google Home speakers. So you'd have to subscribe to YouTube Music from what he's read. So I don't know how true that is. If you guys have, if you you listeners have other information, uh, definitely email us and and let us know if, if there's something different about that that we're not catching. Um, but it says you also have to subscribe if you want to download music to your phone or tablet. And if I remember correctly, to even play your own uploaded music. Uh, and he says, anyway, music, Google Music going away, my usual podcast app is also going away. And even if podcasts are transferred to YouTube Music, he's not going to use the service. So he wants to know where else can he find us? And that is a great question. William, at the end of every episode, I do mention Podbean. Uh, Podbean actually has their very own app it's the site that we host our podcast on and i actually have been using the podbean app on my phone to do all of my podcast listening and i I used to yeah i think it's great i've had no problems with it and this is not sponsored content because we actually pay them they don't pay us (laughs) they are overlords (laughs) but if they'd like to throw us some money we will not say no definitely not we like them enough that we have no problem giving them our money. Correct. Yes. yes. So the Podbean app has been great. You can sort by older episodes, newer episodes. Um, I believe that through the Podbean app, you also might get all of our episodes. I don't know yes, if there's... I was just going to say... Uh, yeah, you, I believe you do. So you that's handy. Because I know on a lot of those like iTunes and stuff like that, it'll cut it off at like 50 or 100 episodes or whatever. Um so, yeah, I would definitely recommend the Podbean app, uh, but we are available on any app that can play podcasts, as far as I'm aware. So um, any one of those should be fine. But uh, yeah, Spotify. Also. Yeah. yeah, Stitcher, I believe we're on as well. Yep. And think about this way. We work real hard for the meager amount of resources that we have. We watch some stuff that's just, it's just bad. There's no way around it. Right to get that that money for the sponsored episodes, mm-hmm. so where we choose to put that money to have our content up is important because we've been through shit to get that money, <laughs> and we fair. choose to give it to Podbean.com. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been great to us. We've had no problems, and uh, yeah, I have no I have no problem uh, kind of hawking their wares. So I hope that answers your question. Um, again, if anybody else has a question for us or an update on this whole Google Music uh, nonsense, please email us at the4ampodcast at gmail.com. And other than that, I think that's it, guys. We want to thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. Mm. And tell you what, if you got some free time, which a lot of you probably do, why don't you go and throw us a rating on iTunes? That'd be real handy you can also i think rate us on podbean yep yeah okay so do that too because we love those ratings also the more the more ratings we have good or bad uh grows our visibility on the interwebs so it'll make it easier for people to find us and because i'm really bad at tagging that's very helpful so (laughs) think about doing that for our episode archive merchandise store and more information about us check out our website at 4ampodcast.podbean.com that's p-o-d-b-e-a-n like a bean 
and pod like a podcast. You can contact us, of course, on Twitter or Facebook at 4am podcast. And I already mentioned the email at the 4am podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help support what we do directly, please consider becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash 4am podcast. Am I missing anything, guys? No, I think that covers it. Yeah, that does it. Yeah. Got anything else you want to say? Um, wear your masks, please. Yeah. Breathe through so, your nose. You don't want anyone coughing a slug into your mouth. It's true, but if you're wearing a mask, Which, it should be all if, right. If they wore their mask in the first place, that slug wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a problem. That's true. Or, or duct tape your mouth shut. We will accept that. Wash mm-hmm. your hands. Go shopping one at a time. Oh, and if you wear your mask, yep. put it over your nose. If you have a slug in your mouth, that counts as two people. So stay home. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that counts as virus. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that home does count as virus. Stay home. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. be be good to people. Don't yeah. don't go yeah. firing your slugs off all over the place. Just be good, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. We love you all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Deuces. Adios. Good night, everybody. Bye.